everybody, I'm Dr. Deb, and welcome to another episode of PTSD and Beyond. Welcome to the PTSD and Beyond podcast, where we give you insights into post-traumatic stress, trauma recovery, healing, and beyond. I'm Dr. Deb Lind, and in each episode, I have a conversation with a guest who will stimulate your mind, touch your heart, and connect with your spirit, and also give you a greater understanding of yourself and others on this healing and recovery journey walked by so many of us before, wounded healers with lived experience and heroes. Hopefully, we'll also provide a glimpse into possibilities and purpose, hope, and inspiration. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. One last thing, guys, before we dive into today's episode, if you'd like an ad-free experience and like early access to new episodes and special events, I want to let you know you can join us at patreon.com. That is patreon.com forward slash PTSD and beyond. All right, let's do it. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Deb here with PTSD and Beyond. I'm super excited to bring our guest today who hails all the way from India. Yes, we are, are a true global community. You can't take that away. And as a matter of fact, I want to say a little factoid. There is a riff back and forth between India and Australia right now for that top three spot of our community. So guys, let's give a heartfelt welcome to Tehroon Gulati. Welcome to the show, Tehroon. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your show, Dr. Deb. Well, I'm happy to have you here. We've we've had some nice off uh, off air conversations about contemplation and energy and serendipity. And uh, why don't you share with us a little bit about Adios and who you are and some of the work that you're doing right now? Certainly. So, I'm working on a very specific problem, and the problem is if you live your life largely looking outward and not looking inward, then you don't have a deep connection with yourself. So you might lack internal clarity. So you may tend to make choices that seem exciting in the short run, but are actually not right for you in the long run. Mm -hmm. And that creates an unfulfilling life, that creates stress, that creates anxiety. What I'm working on is to reverse this by training you in a regular habit of contemplation, which is deep thinking, not meditation. Simply thinking deeply about matters that matter to you. And presenting to you a set of guiding principles on which you contemplate. So when you think deeply about these principles, you create that deep connection with yourself. And because you are thinking in a structured manner, you make the right choices, which leads to a more fulfilling and a purposeful life. So this contemplation framework is called ADIOS, which is an acronym, A-D-I-O-S. It stands for a dialogue in objective silence, because that is what it is. It is a dialogue that you have with yourself, objectively, in silence. So essentially, Adios is a conversation between two people, you and yourself. That's what I'm working on. 
What is the difference between contemplation and meditation? I think that our audience would like to probably be thinking about this right now. Can you share with us what's the difference between contemplation and meditation? So contemplation is, as I mentioned, simply thinking deeply. Nothing more, nothing less. There is nothing complicated. There is nothing mystical about it. It's simply thinking the way you and I know it. Meditation, of course, I'm not a meditation expert, but it has certain techniques, maybe focusing on the breath or body scan and things like that. Contemplation simply means deeply about using the set of guiding principles in others with the objective of analyzing that situation in detail or finding an answer. So contemplation is much more similar to what we call critical thinking. From the adios perspective, the adios contemplation, so contemplation is also an English word, which basically means thinking deeply, but we are defining it in a certain manner because we are adding principles to it. So we are making it a practice, pretty much like meditation. But it's a very practical, thinking through a situation, thinking through a problem kind of a practice. And it works beautifully hand-in-hand hand with meditation. So it's complementary. And if you add contemplation to your practice, it will significantly enhance the quality of your meditation. Why? Because when you think through these principles, these principles are designed to remove noise from your life, which basically means it makes you more peaceful. Mm-hmm which will tremendously help you in your meditation practice. So they are exactly. complementary. Exactly. I think that when you say about removing the noise, and that it's a, a contemplation is another form of critical thinking, I, I think that com- concept right there resonates with a lot of people in the West because we are so thinking and thought-driven. We're so... I don't say purposeful driven, but we're definitely results oriented. And the way that we can do that is through deeper levels of thinking. Talk with us a little bit about the principles of adios and how can someone get started? You know, there might be somebody right now that's listening that says, I I can say it's a common thought that comes up in our community, which is this sounds really interesting, but I don't even know where I would start. Talk with us a little bit about what ways people can start, as well as um, a deeper understanding about the practices and principles of adios. So let's start with the principles. We spoke about how contemplation and meditation are different. Let's also understand how contemplation and thinking are different. Thinking is what happens to you all day. Thoughts come, thoughts leave. Everybody can think. Contemplation is thinking about a specific topic, for a long period of time, deeply using the adios principles to find an answer or a solution. So you see, just that defines that just because you can think in the shower or think as you speak to somebody, that is not contemplation. Mm-hmm. Because that might be what you call shallow thinking. Right. Or even rumination. Doesn't necessarily mean that the thoughts are true or what you're thinking about is reality. Or you could just be worrying about the same situation again and again, mm-hmm. which is just thinking. So that's how contemplation is different. And what makes it different is the principles. So we lead to the principles 
because of the purpose of contemplation. So the way you begin in the Adhyas contemplation program is not with the principles. You begin with a question or a situation that is critical to you in your life. That's where you start. Should I move from Minnesota to San Francisco? That's a valid question. Should I do this particular thing in my business? Should I raise money from an investor or not? Should I prioritize growth over profitability? How do I address this growing distance between me and my teenage daughter? Real questions. Mm -hmm. You start with defining some real questions in a tool that we have created, which is called the Adioscope, which is like your personal microscope for life. Just like in a lab microscope, you take a biological organism, put it under, under the lens and analyze it. In an adioscope, you take a real-life situation from your life, put it under the adioscope and analyze it to find an answer. What are the lenses of the adioscope? The adios principles are the lenses. Those are the filters. So you start with a real problem and then you take them through the principles. Now let's talk about what kind of principles are we talking about? Because it is those principles that would differentiate your unstructured thinking from what we are calling contemplation. Let me give you an example, a couple of examples. The first principle is the principle of the twin voices. Many a time you have two or sometimes more than two voices inside your head. The first step is to be able to identify these voices clearly and to be able to differentiate between them and write them down clearly. That's where you start. Another principle, which is the cardinal principle of Adios, which is what also differentiates critical thinking and contemplation. That's the principle of peace of mind. So in Adios, what we are saying is, Yes, contemplation on these principles will lead to clarity of thought, yes. But we want you to get to only such clarity of thought that makes you more peaceful. Mm -hmm. Not that clarity that might make you more excited, more restless, more wealthy, more famous. Mm -hmm. Because that's where critical thinking may lead you to those roads. That's where we differentiate. Only that clarity that makes you more peaceful. So the cardinal principle is, let's say you are examining these voices. The next question you ask is, if I were to do what voice one is asking me to do, will that make me more peaceful or will that make me more restless in mm -hmm. the long term? Okay. Another principle is the principle of the urge to prove, where you're asking yourself, do I experience an urge to prove that others are wrong or to prove that I am right? And ancillary things, an urge to interrupt others, just to disagree with them, an urge to control, etc., etc. And then again, you tag the, the cardinal principle after that. If I give in to that urge to prove, does that make me feel more peaceful or does that make me feel more restless? Yep. Similarly, we have principles around speech, which is very important. We work on quantity of speech, how much to speak, because speaking less 
is extremely important if you want to feel peaceful. Mm-hmm. We also discuss velocity of speech. Usually, speaking fast makes you more restless. Mm-hmm. Speaking slow tends to make you more peaceful. So there are other principles, but these are some of the principles that we talk. About. When someone goes through the Adios program, from when they start to actually, you know, finishing the program, what are some what are some experiences that people have had, especially related to peace? What are the things that they've noticed about themselves that have been a, a change and that they've felt or been, been more at peace? Okay, so you start your journey by first taking an assessment, which establishes your baseline. And we have created a metric for mental well-being, just like IQ mm-hmm. is for intelligence. We have created OQ. OQ stands for oneness quotient. It tells you how one you are with yourself. And more practically, it tells you what percentage of the time do you make such decisions that make you more peaceful Mm. versus less peaceful. So you start your journey by taking the OQ assessment and getting your OQ score. Right at that stage, we have seen experiences where People who haven't thought about those things get aware even before they get started with the program. Just that journey of answering those questions gets them to realize that, oh, I haven't really thought about these things. I thought I was doing well. Mm -hmm. But the point here is just because you're not mentally ill doesn't necessarily mean you're mentally well. Right, correct. That's a great self-quote. Just because you're not mentally ill doesn't mean you're mentally well. Yeah, because you see, in your line of work, you deal regularly with people who might be categorized as mentally ill. Mm -hmm. We don't really cater to them. I don't think Adios is equipped or knowledgeable enough to talk to those people. But what about all those other millions of people who may not be ill? Right. Right. doesn't mean they are mentally well, which is where this assessment helps you. So that's the first reaction. Then when you go through the program, a couple of things that come to mind is one lady who took this in Silicon Valley working for one of the marquee companies, the top five companies. When she worked on paying attention to her urge to prove, she started noticing it in the meetings that she used to have with her colleagues. Usually, I'm only waiting for them to stop talking so that I can disagree with them. And that was a game changer for her. Wow. And then later on, because now when she was in the meeting, she was aware of what was happening in her mind. She could see that the urge to prove is raising its head. Mm. And she knew that this is going to make me more restless. So she held back. She slowly changed it. And her words were, I feel more mature. So that's one example. Another example of a startup founder uh, who who used to be somebody who had to take a decision right now about everything. That's how she used to operate. I have to decide right now if this question is on the table. And not working for even five minutes is a crime. Oh, wow. From there, she went to going on contemplation retreats alone for five to seven days just to think deeply about her business strategy. Taking time before making those decisions, and she made some wonderful decisions in her business 
because she said, no, I will give these three contemplation cycles. I'm not going to decide right now. Mm-hmm. So that's contemplation being strategically used in business. And another example that comes to mind is people have used it to choose a partner. People have also used it to exit a relationship because they realize that this is actually not making me peaceful and it is not making me peaceful for the last 20 years. Wow. So now is the time to take a stand. So multiple dimensions of the same set of principles. That's the beauty of the program. Because our approach is very simple. I'm not a counselor. I cannot give you the answer. But I'm going to train you to find the answer yourself. Because if you train your inner counselor, you will never need to depend on an external one. You can take views from others, learn from others, take guidance, but then take all of that and go into your contemplation session, sit with your adioscope, and find your answer. That's what the program is about, to make you truly independent so that you can find every answer of your life, yourself, forever. I love what you're saying. It completely resonates with one of our core values here at PTSD and Beyond, because when the person, I'll use the example of cooking, because either people like to cook or they like to eat, or some people like to do both. I'm on the both category. I like to cook and eat. When you are taught how to cook, you will never starve. But when somebody, just say anybody in the external world, right? Something externally is saying, no, I cook, I control this information. Then the individual becomes codependent on the other person relationship because they don't know how to cook. But when you do learn how to cook, you become self-sufficient. And yes, you can become your own counselor. It doesn't mean that you're not part of a community You are part of a community, but you're not codependent on a community or a system. I also find that when people have that awareness and awareness moments of, wow, I actually did that myself. You know, I really can. It increases, it increases not the ego, but the self-confidence and the self-esteem. And it also brings an inner peace and, and a deeper level of healing to areas that were neglected in the past. So whether that's inner child or whether it was um, a relationship, a past relationship, or even a current relationship. So I really appreciate your message and the work that you're doing with Adios. I want to talk with you about how are you doing this with organizations and leaders? Because especially right now, I'm um, giving a talk later today, this evening, about uh, mental health workplace wellness. Last week, I had more than nine conversations in one day when I hit the ninth one, that was like, okay, what's coming next? Was specifically organizational leaders about wellness practices. How How is Adios being used to help leaders with some of these questions that they even have organizationally, as well as to help themselves as, as an individual? So the first thing that we are doing is changing the narrative a little bit. Let's not call it mental health. Let's call it mental fitness. Because when you talk about mental health, it usually talks about illness. Mm -hmm. It usually talks about somebody who is depressed, stressed, burnt out. So we are working with training leaders. And there we are working on increasing your OQ. Because one of the leadership skills 
that you need to have is a high OQ. A high IQ with a low OQ is a dangerous combination, not a bad combination. It is a dangerous combination because you are so sharp, mm. but you are totally disconnected with yourself. Mm -hmm. But you have the ability to do so much, but you don't know what is right and wrong. That's a dangerous combination. We see that in today's world with some leaders, that's for sure. Yeah, and that could lead to anything from financial frauds to something much more sinister. Yes, correct. First thing in leadership training, Dr. Deb, is let's train them in contemplation so that they can increase their OQ. Very mm -hmm. important. Okay. Then, as I said, we are working with startups, startup founders, mm -hmm. where again, we are saying, let's call it fundamental fitness, not fundamental health. Because again, when you say fundamental health, you only talk about how burnt out I was, how the journey is lonely. We are saying fundamental fitness is about, one, thinking deeply, so that you make the right choices, mm -hmm. so that you don't get burnt out, so that you don't get stressed. We are differentiating between restless execution or hustling, which is what the order of the day with the startups is today. <laughs> right. Replace that with contemplation plus relentless execution. Mm -hmm. Now you see these two components one, contemplation is almost non-existent in the startup founder world. Let's add that. And two, execution does not have to be restless. Mm -hmm. I repeat, execution does not have to be restless. It can be relentless, but peaceful. Yes. Peaceful does not mean lazy. Peaceful does not mean complacent. Peaceful means no unnecessary stress or restlessness or anxiety. Mm -hmm. So you marry pockets of time where you're thinking deeply, using these Adios principles, which lead you in the right direction of thinking. And then go back to relentless execution, but not restless. Peaceful, relentless execution. Go back to contemplation. Get your energy back. Get your deep insights out go back to relentless execution. And then the third angle for organizations and startups is, we talk about innovation all the time, all the time. But do you have a systematic, methodical way to deliver innovation quarter on quarter? Mm -hmm. We do. That is contemplation. Do you find that, that with um, a higher OQ, that there's also a correlation to a higher output of innovation? A higher OQ, one, it leads to marrying values and valuation. That's the first output. Because think about it, why are you restlessly executing? Because you want to increase your financial value, isn't that? My submission to you is, if you mix contemplation with relentless execution, your valuation can only go up, it cannot go down. Mm -hmm. Second, Contemplation in itself prepares you to think deeply, that is what it is. Mm -hmm. Because of which you can find insights that you would otherwise not find, mm -hmm. so that you can differentiate yourself. 
even if 20 other companies are doing the same thing, there is something that is unique and only you can find it. And if you believe that you can delegate this to your marketing guy, you're absolutely wrong because that's exactly why you are the founder. A founder is also the chief contemplation officer of the company. That's what you need to understand. This is something no one else can do. Mm -hmm. Only you can do. And when you do that, that is the only way to find your differentiator in the market. Doesn't matter if you're doing the same thing that 10 other startups are doing and two other global leaders are doing. It does not matter because you have that uniqueness and the only way to find it is to go deep within. If you're going to copy what everyone else is doing, that's not innovation. Correct. That's content repurposing. That is what is happening today in the name of content creation. There is no creation happening. It's content repackaging. Our conversation is definitely resonating with myself as well as I know with people in our community that have the challenges within organizations. So I want to circle back to what you're talking about with leaders, with OQ. How do we help people within an organization that is not in a leadership position to make organizational change, but they want to do this for themselves as well as bring it as a bring it into an organization, maybe propose it to leadership of, hey, you know what? We should really be taking a look at this contemplation uh, and OQ for ourselves as individuals in an organization to, to help us. Where, where can those conversations start? So I've defined a five-tier framework for this, and I, I can explain that. Values, first layer. Second layer, non-financial vision. Third layer, culture. Fourth layer, OKRs. Fifth layer, compensation. Let's go through it in detail. You start with the first layer where you say, these are my values, these are my guiding principles. I will never compromise. On that layer, you place a non-financial vision. On this first layer of values, you place the second layer, which is the layer of a non-financial vision. Okay. Not a financial vision, non-financial vision. And I've defined it. A non-financial vision is a desire to either improve a process, improve someone's quality. So in sentence form, what you're saying is, using these values, these guiding principles, this is my non-financial vision. This is what inspires me to get up every morning. There's a second layer. On that, you place the third layer of culture. And you say, using these values, if this is the non-financial vision I'd like to pursue, to achieve this non-financial vision, what is our desired culture? Where you define the behavioral characteristics of your team, not the skill and experience. Right. What are my colleagues doing? What are they saying? What are they not? Your desired culture should then drive your hiring strategy. Today, what happens is the opposite. Right. You want to grow fast, you hire people in a rush, and then they somehow figure out some kind of a culture. But you are not connected with the non-financial vision and the values. So eventually, there is no foundation to this building. Right. But you're keeping building on top of it. More and more floors. So that's the problem. So values, non-financial vision, culture. And then on this 
the tactical layers of OKRs. This is how we will stay on track, objectives and key results. And the fifth layer is compensation. This is how we will pay our people short-term bonus, mid-term, uh, short-term salary, mid-term bonus, long-term stock options. Mm-hmm. But you see now, even your stock options terms of vesting, etc., sit on a foundation of values and vision. They're not sitting in isolation. But where do you start to answer your question? But you don't start with the organization. You start with the organism. You start with the individual, from the organism to the organization, because an organization is a collection of organisms. Right. When you go through the OQ trading, you start with your values, not with the values of your organization, because I can assure you, if you haven't taken enough time to dig deep into your values, your own non-financial vision for your life, you cannot create one for your organization. Mm-hmm. It'll lack depth. It'll be shallow. Yep. The work always starts with the individual. What are my values? What is my non-financial vision for my life? What is my culture? Now, what does that mean? Culture mm-hmm. is essentially behavior repeated. Right. So at an individual level, what you're asking is, what behaviors do I want to repeat in my life? And the overarching objective is not to build a successful startup or a great valuation or to go to the moon. The, the overarching objective is to live a fulfilling, purposeful, and a peaceful life. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. Yep. And yes. then you say, okay, life is equal to work plus relationships plus X, plus Y. Some more things that matter to me. Mm. Now, now the equation is very clear. If you want to build a fulfilling, purposeful, and a peaceful life, which is the left hand of the equation, unless your work is also fulfilling, purposeful, and peaceful, your life is not going to be. Do you think that's the disconnection that a lot of people are feeling right now? That is the main disconnection. And why? Because you're living looking outward. That's the reason. So you tend to get influenced by what someone else is doing. Because you are not connected deep within, you don't know what you stand for. Mm. So you don't have an internal reference point. Mm-hmm. So you look at someone else who's successful and say, oh, their story looks very exciting. I am nothing. What you don't understand is they are living their story. You need to live your story. Mm-hmm that you need to find your story. That's a really that's great quite, that's a great self quote right there. You need to live your story. And contemplation is the method to find your story so you can live it. It's beautiful. We're getting ready to wrap up here. What are three last thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners right now and for the listeners that are, are with us today? Thank you so much for being present and listening to our podcast today with Tayron. Acknowledge that the world outside is noisy and distracting. And if you are living your life looking outward, it is not your fault. That is how the world is designed today. Mm. But the goal is not to blame a technology company because your well-being is not the responsibility of someone else. It is your responsibility. So the first thing is acknowledge if you are not connected. That's step one. 
स्टेप टू क्लैरिटी ऑफ थॉट एंड पीस ऑफ माइंड आर स्किल्स दे आर नॉट गिफ्ट्स जस्ट लाइक यू कैन लर्न हाउ टू स्विम और टू राइड अ बाइसिकल और टू प्ले द पियानो यू कैन लर्न हाउ टू थिंक क्लियरली एंड टू बी पीसफुल दैट्स वेयर द प्रोग्राम इज इट इज डिटेल्ड सिस्टमैटिकली मेथोडिकली हाउ टू डू इट इट्स नॉट हार्ड एंड यू डोंट हैव टू रैप इट अप ओवर अ वीकेंड दिस इज नॉट अ वेब सीरीज दैट यू नीड टू बिंज लिसन दिस इज द एग्जैक्ट ऑपोजिट यू नीड टू ड्रिप इट yeah a few minutes every day for a few weeks no rush life will get in the way let it get in the way a week goes by doesn't matter go back to it the longer you immerse the stronger it will stay that's another self quote the longer it immerses the longer it will stay yeah that's beautiful listener you're pausing right now reflect on that take some time and contemplate on that quote Tayron thank you so much for joining us today thank you dr dev it was an honor thank it you was, so much it me. was a pleasure i'd love to have you come back to and uh share some more of your wisdom guys this is dr dev with ptsd and beyond remember uh, again thank you so much for those five star ratings and as always take what resonates and go beyond